crazy sons of bitches. Thank God it's mine. There we go. Make sure Jules are awake over there. TGIM, thank God it's Monday. Thank God we're back here on the stoop. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight. As you do every week. We absolutely love you for it. I am your host, Jeff the Shark Perini. With me is the absolute, undisputed, number one world heavyweight champion co-host of all time. Heavyweight. <laughs> well, you know. Thanks for that. World, uh, world champion. Well, you're a heavyweight yeah. in your style points and your, your workmanship. Anyway. Wait a minute, that old Jeff. Quick, be always quick to correct me, Joel Tatey. Joel, good evening. How are you? How are you doing, Jeff? Hanging in there. All right. All right. I'm the heavyweight big mouth of the world. Um, <laughs> my stupid comments. Anyway, we're glad to be here. It's Monday night. The Stoop is here. Terrific, terrific show tonight as we go back to our local Philly acts. And Jewel has been bringing us some great ones tonight. No exception. Sheena Powell is going to be here. From what, what? Sheena... Oh, yeah, Sheena and the Nosebleeds. It's not the Nosebleeds. The Nosebleeds. These guys are a fantastic hard rock act representing Philly. She's got a powerful voice. They're a great band. Very excited tonight. we got two songs from them tonight. Uh, Songs known as Disturbing the Beast and High Racium, which I tried to study saying all day. Jules giggling because she's (laughs) glad I said it, not her. And I'm sure we'll be corrected by Sheena when she comes on around 8.30. (laughs) Uh, sorry, you did good. Thank you. I said maybe, maybe not. Uh, let's take a second to thank last Wednesday's guest, Natalie Sharp, from the Audience Channel's hit show, Hit the Road, uh, which stars Jason Alexander, which um, she didn't even know was George Costanza. How great was that? It was a great show, huh? Oh, yeah. She was super sweet. Yeah, that was so funny. She didn't know that George was George. <laughs> But no, it was a great time. We had a great show, and and she couldn't have been nicer. She was great. And I uh, Saturday night, I was uh, with some friends of mine, uh, sitting out and by the fire, having a couple of beers. And I turned to my buddy and I said, "Yeah, we had Natalie Sharp, and she was really great." And I said, "She did not know who George Costanza was. He pretty much dropped his beer in shock." But uh, <laughs> you know, it's that age gap. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's young. Maybe she's not a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, so it happens. But we're going to play um, a couple songs tonight from our guest, Sheena and the Newsbleeds. Very exciting. Top five list. We're going to get right to it tonight because we got, it looks like a lot to talk about, but who knows? You know the way me and Jewel do it. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about our absolute nonsense and making each other laugh, and we get off topic, but that's what it's all about. So what happens you go 100% live, right? You know it. I know it. Okay. Tonight <laughs> is kind of a foreshadowing top five list. It's when me and Jewel get a little bigger and we're out at the bar hanging out. And you people see us like, hey, there's the members of the stoop. Let's get them blank. It's our top five favorite drinks, cocktails, libations, drunk makers, you name it. Let me take a sip here. Mm. <laughs> uh, kind of gear me up for it. Top five drinks of all fun kinds, and tonight, Jewel kicks off, since I went first Wednesday, and uh, let's hear it, Jewel. Top five grown-up beverages, let's say. Oh, God. Well, the first (laughs) one's really, the first one's really girly, but if I had to order any shot at a bar, 
it's got to be red first off because I don't get down with the fruity drinks. I don't like them. It's too sugary for me. So if I have to have a shot, I always request a redheaded slut. There because we go. it has crown in it, and I love crown, or most of them are should. They should have crown in it, and I love crown royal. Um, it used to be my drink of choice, but uh, yeah, so uh, redheaded slut is number five. Number four, I'm going to go back to beer. And I don't mind Corona, probably because that's all my boyfriend drinks is his beer of choice is Corona without lime. But I don't mind it with lime, even though it doesn't need it. Number four, Corona. Number three, reminds me of the shore, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Atlantic City has to be Landshark. I love it when I'm down the shore. It's a little pricey, but... Hey, reminds me of vacation, and you can't beat. Well, you're giving that face for it. <laughs> I love land. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I love margaritas, by the way. Margaritas didn't make my list, but um, I love me a good margarita. Uh, number two. Oh, I don't have one tonight. I have something else. <laughs> I have another mixed drink. But uh, High Life is my number one favorite beer. It's an old man beer, but it's the champagne of beers. And you got to love it. High Life. I actually found my, I have a Philly High Life shirt that I got down the shore. And I just found at in my niece's room, buried under her clothes. And I, I yanked it out because I haven't worn the shirt in so long. I'll have to wear it on the show one time. Philly High Life shirt. High Life number two. And number one. I could probably drink this all day, all night long and not have a hangover. Except when I leave Jeff's house. Yeah. For a raging party. But Captain Morgan and Diet Cap. Coke, please, for me. If you see me out, order me a Captain and Diet, and I'll be more than obliged to take you up on it. She sure will. And, uh, you know, I, you said you, they gave you a rough night at my party, probably because you had 70 of them between <laughs> you and Mike. So, you know, that'll do it. Maybe. I didn't have a jello shot, and I wanted one. It, it was so cute. It had, like, a little cream puff and witch hat but it looked like too much chocolate i'm like oh no i should stay away from those they did look delicious though they were pretty good it wasn't that it was too much chocolate i made the mistake of trying to show off and eat the cookie and the jello shot at the same time that was rugged same time. Um, like little witch's hat it was rough but uh yeah not bad yeah. <laughs> uh, and a good list uh you actually went with some specific beers which is cool i like that uh my list is uh, all over the board I got a tie at number five because it's tough to decipher. Because sometimes you just want to relax and take it easy. You don't want to totally booze it up. And you go with something a little fun, a clue in cream. You know, something hmm. laid back. Something a little tasty that you can sip down. Uh, when I was on a cruise ship with my wife on a honeymoon, clue and cream was my, my back down. I had to slow down a little bit, grab a clue and cream. It's always nice. It's tasty. Like a white uh, Russian? Kind of. It's a little different. Kind of like a white Russian. It's got the same base, uh, but a little different. So similar to that. Good call. Uh, I also do love, and it's at number five, and it might have been higher, but other drinks had to take place, champagne. And it doesn't have to be top-notch champagne. I like the sweeter stuff. I kind of like the cheaper stuff. So you don't have to wow me with champagne. I'll take average stuff and drink it. You'll take a bottle of Asti. Yeah, you know, it's also good with mimosa. I'm pretty easy to to please when it comes to a a champagne love. 
Yeah. Okay. Shit. <laughs> See? Jewel now has a tie at number five. That is uh, <laughs> number five for me. Number four. Now, I know I get a little wimpy and I got to go with the pickle juice, but it's Jameson. Pickleback, mm. Jameson, and pickle juice, stunning. One of the most dangerous yet fun shots you'll ever have. I like me a good Jameson. I like me a good pickleback. And that's number four. Number three, a longtime friend of mine. We fell out of love a little bit, but you know, deep down inside, you always remember one of your first loves. And one of my first loves is tequila. Uh, you can mix it in anything. Yeah, we like a good margarita, like we said. Um, but tequila and shots now takes a little more brave me to do it. But, man, I'll tell you what. When I was around your age, Jewel, I was drinking tequila like the shit was getting ready to be sold out. And, and I mean, down in an ugly fashion. There's some stories we'll save uh, for later on down the, down the road here with my tequila days. But that's number three. Number two, <laughs> Jack and Coke. I love my Jack. I do like Jack. It's rugged. It gives me the face, the, the wince, but I do like it. And I like it sometimes on ice with a nice cold can of Coca-Cola, a little Jack and Coke. Uh, kind of my um, fast pace. Like if I'm in the mood to really get rolling, I go right to Jack and Coke. Number one, folks, if you don't know number one, tune out right now because you don't deserve to hear my voice. It's beer. Beer, glorious <laughs> beer. Tonight, I got Double Barrel. I'm drinking Stone. Enjoy by 1031, 2017. In my Stanley Cup mug, which holds two beers. It's phenomenal. I love beer. I love all kinds of beer. I love your IPAs and your stouts and your warmers and your Christmas stuff and your Halloween stuff. And it goes on and on. I like citrus stuff. I like beer. Beers become a hobby. Uh, beers become a love. The thing as a kid, when there was no great beers around, it was like Miller Light and you know, Coors Light. And that was beer. Now there's so much to choose from. I love experimenting. Always try something new at least once. So beer, number one for me. All day and all night. That's all a great day list. And all night. Thank you very much. It's a tremendous list, I think. No, honestly. But uh, <laughs> let's go down the list. Uh, Jewel at number five, her favorite drink is also my favorite kind of lady, red-headed slut. Uh, everybody, loves a, everybody loves a red-headed slut. Uh, number five. Number four, Corona with the without the lime. Number three, Land Shark. Kind of like a twins, I think. Not really twins. It's like the My American. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, not at all. Not at all. Corona and Land Shark are kind of like the Mexican American cousins kind of, of one another. Yeah. yeah. That's good, though. Number two, her baby, Miller High Life. I still got some at the house. I'm never ready to stop by sometime. I'll get you some Miller High Life. And of course, Captain and Diet. Uh, Mike and Jewel broke the Guinness Book of World Records for most Jack. <laughs> I mean, most Captain and Diet drank at one party at my house. I think so. Oh, nice. Uh, my list goes with a Thai cluing cream for the sophisticated side of me. Champagne for the side that's supposed to be classy, yet he guzzles it like a drunken sailor. Uh, number four, Jameson. Maybe the pickle bag, you know, Jameson. Number three, tequila. I like some tequila. Number two, Jack and Coke. Number one, come on. It's beer all day and all night. Great list. Fun beer, stuff tonight. Beer, like, beer, beer. Beer, beer, I like talking booze. I like, I like, I like beer. I like booze. Like redheaded sluts, you know. So, so you're drinking Stone, right? Stone, because that's harsh. I tried Stone. I couldn't handle it. This one is nine and a half percent. They do a series every few months called Enjoy By, and they put a, a date on it. This one was ten thirty one, of course, which was Halloween. But <laughs> I fell a little behind. But I'm I'm still enjoying it. A couple of days later, it's not like milk it doesn't go sour. It just changes its freshness. Of hops. It does. You know, I used to work at a beer distribution place, and I used to get, like, all the almost expired beer. But they would go. They would go to my 
friends and family. But, uh, yeah, I had to love it. I would get, like, all the seasonal stuff and stuff like that. The Christmas beer. Oh, yeah. A little ginger snack. Yeah, it's a shame I don't, uh, I can't give you any free beer, Jeff. I'm sorry. That's okay. I got uh, a load of free beer by uh, one of my new work colleagues. Uh, I don't know if she listens to the show. I always ask her who knows she listens. Her name is uh, Sam or Samantha, and uh, her father does a lot of delivery to beer places and all that. She gave me a case of free beer, all different kind of cans, mixed it together. Like, got something free in the trunk, opened up the trunk, pretty much had an erection. It was beautiful. Free you beer. You probably worked at the same place, if I'm not mistaken, oh, because that. That that's what would happen. I would come home with like a case of mixed match cans that would be like eight bucks for like tw- no like eight bucks for like a thirty pack. It was great, like yeah, all different stuff. kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think that's a that's a new shirt I'm gonna make. Beer erection. Beer. I'm, I'm wearing a Lagunitas hoodie. Very Lagunitas. nice. I'm a big fan. I like the dog. Very nice. Good stuff. I love the dog. I'm it looks like my dog. I'm wearing some striped shirt and pajama pants. Very exciting. <laughs> for the Very listeners. Exciting. Yeah, for the listeners. For the ladies out there. Right. You know what your man wears when he's talking to you on the air. Uh, very quickly, let's get serious and give out our thoughts and prayers uh, to the victims and the victims' families and loved ones of this uh, church shooting in Texas. Um, here we go again. I hate doing it. I hate. I'm not going to mention the name of this person or anything really major, but a a horrible situation with a shooting at a church on a Sunday. A lot of people dead and and injured. Just horrible to hear. Joel, uh, your take on this? No, it's terrible. Um, Yeah, the Sutherland Springs massacre and uh, the youngest victim was 18 months old. Like, this is insane. Um, It turns out, like, the guy had a a problem before, like he he broke his infant skull or something like that. I just heard in 2012, so he yeah. had a record and everything. And some say a history of mental illness. Like this was just crazy. And um, yeah, what else can you do but send out thoughts and prayers? Yeah, very sad. We we hate coming at you with sad news, but it's news, and we're here to deliver all sorts of good news and bad news and anything that goes on. So we wouldn't be really doing ourselves justice if we don't you know, send our condolences. It's a shame. We we don't want to give anybody um, like this that does these kind of things any fame. So sure, so I'm not going to mention their names. But, um, yeah, best wishes there. Any victim, people that are wounded, get well. And hopefully you know, this uh, brings people closer and helps people think and, and stay together. Um, so that was bad news. Let's go to good news. Philadelphia Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. We are a Philly station, basically, but we go across the nation. So I want everybody in the nation to know the Eagles are now 8-1. And And, uh, I want to give a shout-out. If anybody knows a connection to get to this guy, I'd like to have Vaughn Miller on the stoop because I believe Vaughn Miller said that the uh, Broncos are going to win this week. Is that not right? (laughs) Yeah. You did say that last episode. He did say that. Um, and what the hell? They, we only let up. Uh, we only scored 51 points against the no-fly zone, the toughest defense in football. You know, only 51 points. Jay Ajayi made his Eagles debut. He had a huge touchdown. Carson Wentz looked fantastic. The D looked good. 
eight and one, a bye week. My fellow's going to rest up before getting to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, how do you like the second half of the season? You feel confident? Um, the S word's being thrown around, so I feel pretty mm-hmm. confident. We run out of fireworks. How about that? <laughs> hey, yeah, and that's something uh, because there's a lot of points are scored. They got some tough games coming up uh, after the bye. They do have two with Dallas. They had these suddenly surging St. Louis Rams, or L.A. Rams. Excuse me, they moved again. L.A. Rams. So they got some tough games coming up. It's going to be a tough road. And yeah, everybody's you know, you know, Seattle of course is back on the docket, and everybody is talking, you know, the S word, and we won't do it here. But uh, congratulations to our guys. And Carson Wentz could be happier. Great guy, great kid, and uh, looking good. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, it's looking good. Um. So we were going to go to more topics, but I think we'll go right to music. What do you think, Joel? Are we ready for some music? Okay, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I freaking love music here, and it's one of the things we love to do here on the stoop. Tonight's act, uh, tonight's band, is uh, Sheena and the Newsweeds. It's a uh, Philadelphia-based band, some hard rock music, uh, great voice mix, some great instruments. And tonight we're going to start off with one of their songs. It is called, as I said earlier, <sighs> High Racium. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. You... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. That's, okay. how, that's, that's how the definition looked when I Googled it. Right. So it is okay. uh, high racing. <laughs> Terrific song. It's got a kind of a mellow beat, but a great voice. And uh, here it comes. Uh, about three minutes long. Sheena and the Newsweeds with their first selection of the night. High racing, and we'll be back in about three minutes.
fantastic hour special guest coming up very shortly, Sheena Powell from Sheena and the Newsbleeds. The Newsbleeds. Not just any Newsbleeds, the Newsbleeds. Outstanding song called High Racium, as I keep doing that, debuting for my big shot. Jewel, do us a favor, since you have the listing down on the science. Introduce the band for the people. Let us know the group and uh, who's behind this wonderful yeah. band. Well, it's Sheena Powell on vocals, Kermit Lyman on guitar, Kevin James Cooper on bass, and Chris Doc Macklin on the drums. Great stuff. They are a very live band. Um, terrific sound. Very unique. Very different. And um, they got a nice mix. Sheena has got very great rock voice. Perfect. Uh, for the kind of music they play. And we got another song from them coming up a little bit later after we speak to Sheena called Disturbing the Beast, and that's a goodie as well. Just great. I just love getting these bands on, getting first crack at them. Another wonderful job done by Jewel Tatey. Thank you. Yeah, I really want to see these guys live. Um, So hopefully they have a November 10th date, and I really, really want to go see them because they're amazing. I agree. Uh, I totally agree. Um, I like the live bands. We got to get to see more of them. I like getting at concerts. Um, so when they're around, it's time to get to them. It's time to get to all these great bands that come on our show, and they're very um, they're very humble about their music. They're not, you know, we don't really have braggers on here. Say, yeah, I'm this and I'm that. They come on this, tell us what drives them, and we love it. We absolutely love it, especially the Philly ones. We root for our local Philly people. Here on the stoop. Yes. Yes. Big, big news in the world of people with too much money. Disney. Walt Disney, the Disney Studio, Disney everything, is reportedly holding talks to buy 21st Century Fox's assets. Well, that's all we need is another major conglomerate. But that would um, that would mean that Fox owned uh, Marvel properties like X-Men. Fantastic Four uh, would return to Disney and Marvel. Uh, Disney would acquire the rights to Jane Cameron's Avatar uh, franchise. It, it it just sounds like I don't know. It almost almost sounds like the entertainment industry is going to be just Disney, <laughs> uh, Disney, and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? Are you a Disney fan? Do you think this is a good move? I love Disney, but I just don't know why. I don't know why they're merging or selling anything because I just felt like they were okay on their own, but Disney just is a monster. Like you can't get away from them. So I guess if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. But I'm just excited for the rides. Like there's this world when they went up with Fox and the X-Men. Oh my God, could you imagine the freaking rides? Like an Avatar ride even? That'd be <laughs> phenomenal. I would definitely go. What's that island they're from? I would go there. <laughs> Be the first ride. The island of crazy-looking blue people. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Disney now. I mean, they are they're the king now because obviously they have Star Wars and the latest Star Wars um, movies that are coming out. And there's one out next month, of course, The Last Jedi. Uh, like Disney needs any more, <laughs> any more yeah. power, any more magic. But they seem to be doing it right, even with Star Wars. It wasn't um, it wasn't all cupcake. It wasn't you know you know for the kids and, and keep it light. It was good stuff. It was very exciting and, and we liked it. So yeah. 
Have you been to Disney World? I sure have. It's been a while. It's been a few years, uh, but I've been there. I mean, I like rides. I like attractions, stuff like that. I like uh, Universal Studio. I like Disney Park. Uh, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's fun what to me. What's your ride? Or when? What, wait, when <laughs> was the last time you went? What's was that? it that long ago? <laughs> uh, was it that long ago? Back. I, I really, I don't really do rides anymore. But uh, back in the day, I don't even remember what I went on. It's been, hasn't been forever, but it's been probably about a solid 10 years since I've been out that okay. way. So. Yeah, some of my favorite riders, I'm going to say the concession stands, uh, the ice cream, the hot dogs, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. No, I only, I know people have gone like time and time again. I only went once when I was 16, but um, they had some cool ones when I was there. I really liked the whole coaster, Universal, like the Jaws ride that was scary in Jurassic Park. It was nuts. It's like you're being swallowed by trucks. Um, I really want to go and see Ariel's Castle from the Little Mermaid, and I really wanted to see Hogwarts, because that would be freaking cool. I know this girl I used to work with, and <laughs> she got proposed to in Hogwarts. He was like, "Really, buddy, I miss will you marry me? That's like I'm missing out. <laughs> I didn't do that. I feel bad. My wife's listening. I apologize. Um, yeah. Jesus. Magical. Here's an interesting story. Interesting story. <laughs> yeah, magical. Uh, few minutes before we get Sheena, let's get this story out there. A surrogate mother who carried twins and unknowingly gave birth to her own biological son at the same time as a surrogate child says that a Chinese couple who paid her for the pregnancy wanted $22,000 to give her infant back once they realized it was a mistake. Can you give me the craziness behind this? (laughs) Because as soon as I read it, I still don't believe it. I've read it like 20 times. I don't believe it. This is insane. It's actually a condition. Wait, what's the condition called? But she was a surrogate. She's she's never going to be a surrogate again. But yeah. it's a condition where, I don't know the name of it. It was a crazy name anyway. Once you're pregnant, you can still freaking ovulate. So she ended up with her own son. And she didn't even know it was her own son. When you deliver the babies, like, you know, it's emotional. Like, I don't care if they're kids or not. Like, once you child it, it was just shipped away so it was the twin boys and they were shipped, shipped away and she didn't realize a month later when she got a photo of the boys one was Asian and one was not Asian so she's like oh my god like what happened here and then she had a really hard time getting them back and then the couple who had the child like $22,000 like bitch I just carried your kid for nine months I know. I can't Jesus, your man. kid and my kid. Like, that lady deserves a medal. She always had children, like older children. So she was just doing it, you know, I guess for money or out of the kindness of her heart. But, yeah, oh, I feel terrible for this woman. Like, at least she got her boy back. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. It's a good ending. But I can't imagine being the couple and saying that, you know, you want your kid back? Give me $22,000. It's got to be some indirect form of kidnapping, right? Well, I don't, I don't know the laws. I'm not a lawyer. I only play one yeah. on the stoop. I really don't know much about law. It's like, don't but you get paid to good. have a child? I don't know. So they wanted the money that they paid, or like, I, I don't know how it worked. <laughs> I don't really know how you come up with twenty-two thousand dollars. I mean, is there a value that you put? Is there a, like a rating system? Like, dark hair is worth less than 
blonde hair and blue eyes, and they came up with this number? Like, does the kid yeah. start at 60000 depreciate? I don't understand how that works. Obviously, that was, her case. Like, <laughs> that, it was for not, whatever it was in the camp. That's terrifying. I mean, only a small percentage of pregnancies, I, let, I guess, allow you to get pregnant while pregnant. But that's crazy. Oh, my God. That's really scary. I couldn't imagine. I, I really couldn't. But that just, you know, if you scan the Internet enough, as as Jewel does a lot in between shows, the finest material, you'll find some of the, just the craziest stories ever. That's yeah. your second. <laughs> I looked at it and like it, it didn't make sense at first, but you know, the more you read it, the more you realize that's the beauty of it. That it makes no sense. It's absolute insanity. But people will do anything for an hour, I guess. I guess so, but even the lady was very mean. Even for reverse reverse surrogate, is there a name for that kind of thing? reverse surrogation? Surrogacy? Surrogacy? <laughs> reverse, reverse surrogacy? I don't know. I don't really know what it is. I just know I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I get more that's frustrated. Over with. <laughs> yeah, I get more, I get more frustrated every episode I sit here because the idiocy of people just blows my mind. It's I'm fine. Waiting anyway. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, you can't get too big of idiots in us, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, in a moment or two now, waiting for the call-in uh, by Sheena Powell of Sheena and the Nosebleeds. Very excited to have them on and talk about their music. We already played a song. We're going to play another song a little bit later after she comes on and deals with our lovely line of questioning. And I think we're ready right now. I believe we have the guest we waited for, Sheena Powell from Sheena and Nosebleeds. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Well, oh, hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we love bands. We love our live Philly bands. We liked, We played a song already uh, from one of your albums. We're going to get to another song in a little bit. But we're going to ask you some questions about your band. And tell us uh, right off the bat, how did you guys uh, get started? Sheena and V Nosebleeds. Who was the brainchild? Who got it started? And how did it all come together? Oh, my God. We got to, we've known each other for, I say, I've known the no, the nosebleeds for like seven years now. Um, awesome. We actually started to play. I would show up at shows and I would play like two songs with those guys. We would do like some covers, and then oh, around 2013, we were like, okay, we should make this a thing. It was really authentic and it just felt natural. So around 2013, I think we pretty much started playing as a band. What what kind of covers did you guys do? Oh, we did uh, covers, Motorhead covers, like Sister. Nice. We did um, one one Motorhead cover by Sister, and then and one original. We did an original also, and then we also did um, uh, Foxy Lady by nice. Jimi Hendrix. That was like our that was like the three songs we would do. We had a cover, two covers, and like a song week finally got together to we rode together and that's when we realized that we could really be a band that's awesome so when did you start like writing and making your own songs oh my god I w- I've actually been writing since I was probably like 10 years old I've been writing for years I always wrote uh, I started off by writing poetry when I was younger and then um, my mother was a singer so I would watch her and uh, admire her and who she was. 
and I always wanted to do that because of her. So I would take my poetry and convert the lyrics from the writings from my poetry into lyrics and kind of start making up songs that way. And I kind of do that now because I write all the time. So I'm always mm-hmm. writing even if I don't have music. No, that's great stuff. And I guess that's kind of where it all comes from, poetry, I mean, the, the ability to rhyme and, and make great stories like that turns into great music. Uh, your voice, Sheena, is so powerful. We absolutely love it. Uh, can you tell us when you first started you. singing and realizing you had this, and uh, when did you fall in love with hard rock and soul music? Um, how did you decide that this was going to be your calling? Because it's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate those are kind words. Um, I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> um, I really am. Don't thank you. Um, uh, I actually realized that I wanted to, I guess, do hard rock around 17 or 18, like the end of high school. Um, I was really into the Misfits, and I was really into uh, the Stooges, Iggy Pop and Stooges, Jimi Hendrix. Nice. I even used to love like the old school, no doubt, like the sky, Gwen Stefani. Yes. Yeah. And I used to, yeah, and I used to like look up to all these people in whole, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Courtney Love, and I was really, really into grunge, and I, it just kind of, even though I used to try to do um, R&B when I was like a teenager, I was always the background singer, but I was like, I want to be the lead singer, but I didn't have that voice. <laughs> I didn't have the R&B voice. And then I started to listen to jazz, and that's where I kind of found my voice first, to be honest. It was listening to, like, old-school jazz singers like Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, Dinah Washington, people like that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is pretty much where, when I would listen to them, it felt like home. And then I was into rock and jazz, and I kind of converted those two, I guess. And that's kind of where... It all begins. That's pretty awesome. That that's. I mean, it's a good story, and it's nice to know that you can discover where you're at and kind of find a range, have the voice, and then find the kind of music you like to do, uh, which is very cool. The uh, the creative process of your writing. Who does most of the writing? Who does most of the lyrics in your band right now? Right now, I do all the lyrics. Um, the mm-hmm. actually the album for the song. Um, the the album, our first album, two of the songs, are those written by Kit? I have Kevin Cooper here. Two of the songs are written by okay. Kit on the hi, album. Hi, Kev. <laughs> they say hi, Kev. They can't hear you. I turned it off because it's like doing this weird thing with me on the phone and the speaker's on, so he's just looking at me. And so yeah, like, the old way thing. I got you. But... It's 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 pretty much, you know, my lyrics, things that I've went through. And, uh, you know, writing is pretty much how I get can get things off of my chest, I guess you could say. Um, I can move on from past situations when I can write them and get on stage and sing. And sing. Is that where you get most of your information, just like past experience and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely um, get most of my inspiration from past experience. I've had, you know, I've had songs that I've written because of other about other people, because I've mm-hmm. seen them go through things. But um, most of it has to do with like if I go through something and it's like it, it 
and it it really takes me through like a whole emotional <laughs> trial. I will write about it. I will write a whole lot about it, and then I'll just pull a song from. It'd be like a four-page poem <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And then I'm like, okay, I can't say all that, but we're going to make a song out of this. Yeah. So, yeah, it, a lot of it has to do with me being dramatic. <laughs> so, I mean, like, your voice is insane. Like, when did you just let it all go and, like, really, like, wail for the first time? Because you guys freaking rock, and you rock together. So when did you just, like, let it rip? on stage oh my god um yeah we do rock together and it's crazy because it's hard to remember because I wasn't always so confident I was like really shy and I didn't want I didn't know that I could even sing like that I guess Mm -hmm. and um that's when I started to do rock music that's when I realized I could sing like Tina Turner yeah (laughs) or you know or (laughs) give that kind of vibe you know, I don't, yeah. I can't dance like that, but I could definitely, <laughs> I try to get up there and mimic that that type of vibe. More like Tina mixed with Iggy Pop, because he gets up there and he's all crazy and wild. Just have yeah. it. But, it, um, works. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It works. But we definitely, thank you. It, um, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like around, once I, I'm not from Philly, actually. I moved to Philly about 13 years ago. And um, I, even though I did have bands, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and I did have bands out there and did, diff- like, music out there. But once I moved to Philly, it's something about the city, something about the people I met and the and the um, and being with the nosebleeds also that really helped me to become, I guess, to like push it forward, you know, push myself forward and, you know, push myself uh, past the limits of what I actually, you know, thought I could do, you know. Yeah. That's very awesome. And, you know, we, we'd love to have you as an adopted daughter of our city. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you, did you set out? I mean, now that you bring this up, did you set out to Philly in pursuit of music or was it just kind of a, let me try a big city and see where it goes? No, it was actually uh, my husband, Brian Powell. He's a big supporter of mine. I um, I moved here. We were dating, and it was like a really long, long-distance relationship. Yeah. And I, we both decided, like, somebody has to move. Either you move to Kansas City or I move to Philadelphia. And I was like, well, you know, I, I'm into music. I do music. And I felt felt like, you know, my heart was telling me that Philly would be, be a good place for me. Yeah. Okay. Your, uh, it actually is. Yeah. It actually is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to ask um, if your, your family supported you and, um, you know, are they, are they surprised at your success and everything in music here? No, I don't think they are surprised. I think they, they could also, uh, they also could see it, you know, foresee yeah. it before it even happened. They were very supportive of me moving out here and uh, pursuing music and being with uh, Brian, who we we are still together 13 years later. So, Aww. you know, thank you. We definitely, um, it was a big move. It was scary. But, um, I mean, immediately once I came out here, I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to perform. <laughs> <Yeah>. I didn't <laughs> waste any time. <laughs> I definitely didn't. 
So what's your scene? Like wh- where has your favorite place um, been to perform in the city? Oh, my God. I used to – my favorite place to f- perform back in the day, like when I first moved here, I used to like to perform at Tritone, <laughs> which is crazy. It was just – it was just one of the best places in Philly I thought to perform. And um, even though it's going now, I was right on like 15th and South yeah. street. Sure. Um, missed that place. Um, I, yeah, I love performing at Bob and Barbers. All of us, Kevin was like, yeah, Bob and Barbers. <laughs> yes, we all do. And I was going to say that Bob and Barbers and I love performing at Johnny Brenda's, even though I nice. only performed there twice since I've lived here. But every, each time it was just, it was amazing. But, yeah, those are, like, the places that have really, I guess, made me feel comfortable and at home. There are other places I just can't, like, uh, think of right now. Very cool. It's funny because Philly gets a reputation of being tough and, and nasty and that kind of stuff. But really, we're, it's just it's all about passion. And once we adopt you and we see your passion, we grow to love you. Have you noticed that? That's true. You, you, yeah, you, exactly. Thank you. Have you noticed that you found, you know, the more you get out and the more you rock, you're getting bigger following, bigger cult following, people loving you more? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like that. I Everyone always says, like, Philly's, you know, if you can make it in Philly, you can make it anywhere. Excuse me. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm kind of getting over cold right now. Sorry. I think everyone is. <clears throat> Damn weather. But I know, right? Um, it won't stay cold. It won't stay hot. I'm upset. <laughs> but um, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But I feel like since I've been in Philly, it feels like that here. <clears throat> and I've been in New York. I performed in New York. But Philadelphians, they don't just accept you because you're a musician or because you're an artist or because you think you have something great. It's like they you have to prove it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. We were... We were Did talking you? about that the other night, um, how I've been to concerts in Philly, and some bands, when they were lesser known, that turned to be big bands, got booed here. Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, bands like that got booed in Philly when they first came yes, around. They yeah, they got Yeah, you got to bring it. <laughs> you have to bring it. You can't play. And I've never been booed here, but I've definitely had, like, some first performances have people, like, stare at me, kind of like – what are you about to do or what are you doing? <laughs> and that's fine. Because <laughs> all that does is just put more fuel to the fire and pushes me to work harder, you know. So because it's yeah. something that I know I want to do for the rest of my life. About to shock the shit out of you. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you got with the nosebleeds, did did you feel like you had to prove yourself to them or they just already knew what you had and they were just like, come on board, you're with us now, and, and we're going to make this happen. No, they were definitely on board. And we, uh, Kit and myself, and we definitely have, he's always been a big supporter of mine, even when I wasn't in the nosebleeds. Um, he would have shows around the city or, um, you know, he would uh, do sound somewhere and he would say, hey, would you like to play with your band? And he would reach out. And then when my last band broke up, he definitely, um, we, when we saw each other, it was just kind of like, we have to do something together, you know? Because we've always, I've always admired the nosebleeds. I would see them play and I would just be like, oh my God, these guys are awesome. And they, they bring it, you know? 
and I'm sure you yeah. guys know that. Everyone oh, yeah. knows that that they bring it. You know, it's like <laughs> they bring it. They bring the noise. And I was like, if I could sing with these guys, that'd be amazing. And it just ends up happening. And here we are now. I mean, together, it's kind of like the way we write music and how easy it is for us is. It's it's just a natural, authentic uh, marriage, pretty much. Awesome, and congratulations on that that sound success, and hopefully it gets bigger. And we try to make it bigger here on the Stoop. Um, we played a and I appreciate your, that. Oh, absolutely. Who knows? We played a song earlier. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know if I'm butchering the name. The song. The name of the song is High Racium. Am I saying that correctly? I've been saying it. Um, High Racium. It could be okay. different. I know it's a type of weed. It's a, a type of flower or weed. Um, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> when Kit named the song, I didn't have lyrics to it yet. And sometimes he'll name the songs and he'll send them to me and say, hey, put lyrics to this. And a few times I've, I was like, oh, this name is cool. I'm just going to keep it <laughs> instead of changing it. So that's one of those where none of us might, might be no one's saying it right. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I think it's Hiroshi. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that song has to do with me uh, moving from Kansas City to Philadelphia. Oh. Yeah. And just, yeah, it, it talks about how um, I was just ready for a change pretty much and how I just couldn't take where I was in life at the at the time. And so I wrote that song probably like 12 years ago. Over 13 years ago. Uh, it's pretty yeah. strong. We we really enjoyed it. Um, the Thanks. next album you have coming out is a live EP called Kicking Out the Johns. And the reason why we had to bring that up is it's Philly. The Johns. Yeah. <laughs> you've now been uh, Yeah, the Johns. Now been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've now been part of Philly. So uh, what is a John to a non-Philly folk? When they try to explain to you, you're like, what in the world? Or did you get a grass yeah, for it? Did they teach you the proper thing? <laughs> Oh no, I got it. Like just I, maybe because my husband is from Philadelphia, oh, and he just right. being around him, so yeah, he says it a lot. And at first, I was like, "Why <laughs> that John? You talking about the one John over there?" And I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> I'm going to the store to get the, you know, the one John I got the other day." I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But then now I say it all the time. Um, I say John a lot. And pretty much, if you're not from Philly, it's just, it's it's a noun. It's It could be used for everything, you know, exactly. first place thing, depending on the context. Uh, it's, it's funny because I never thought that I would lose, like, sounding from the Midwest. Sometimes I still sound like that, but since I've been here, I catch myself a lot saying a lot of Philly slang. You sound like you're from Philly. You do. <laughs> yeah, so everyone says, they're like, you're from Kansas City? I can't tell. I'm like, yep, that's home. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that album um, was live, and how was it like to record that? Because, I mean, you guys sound just as great live as you do, like, as in the studio. So how was it uh, recording a live CD? Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. We, it was, it was easy. It was, it wasn't like it was, um stressful at all I mean that kicking out the Johns it happened so fast Mm -hmm. that I kind of almost (laughs) don't even remember the process because it 
it didn't stress me out at all. I mean, the album okay. didn't stress me out at all either, but mm-hmm. it definitely, um, it was just like, we have these songs, these are like some of our first songs, and we're just going to get to put them out there. You know, Kit was like, we got to put some stuff out. So that's why we did the live al- album. And then there been, you know, uh, people received it really well, and uh, I... I was surprised when I heard it. I was like, wow, this sounds really good. And because it sounded so good, you know, we were like, let's work on this album, you know. Yeah. Very cool. What, um, so I know you guys go to different venues, different cities, whatever it may be. There's got to be some kind of crazy tour story or backstage story or fan story. Give us the craziest Sheena and the Nosebleed story to date. Give us something wild. The craziest scene in the nosebleed story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why'd you laugh, Kevin? Do you know that story? <laughs> oh my gosh. So we've never we've never been on tour, you know. So that's like some that's something we're definitely working on and really want to get to in the near future, hopefully. Um we have crazy stories, but I don't even they're probably more us just hanging out together as friends <laughs> than they are at a venue or on stage. I've had, um, I haven't had any crazy friend, uh, fans, none of us, I don't think, but we have had, <laughs> you thinking, Kev? <laughs> but, I mean, we've had, we had, there was a girl I remember one time, and I think we were at, oh, another place I really like playing at, and I must shout out, is the Tusk on 4th and South Street. I yes, love the Tusk cool. and the bartender, yes. Mikey. He's amazing, and I know he runs that place, and I love playing there. Yeah, and he just opened the Irish Pole, which we'll be playing there on the 10th. Um, yes. But I think one of our – it made me think of that because there was a girl there, and she was just, like, following us. You remember that night? Jesus, <laughs> Or were we drunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was just like, I love you guys, blah, 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 which is fine, and that's good. And I was like, I love you, too. I remember that. But <laughs> the whole night, it was just like she was attached to us, which, I mean, I I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't think that's anyone great. cared. That's, and I'm not saying that's a crazy story, but it definitely, I think that's probably the craziest story we have so far. Get First back crazy to us fan. in, like, a year. <laughs> Hopefully someone you know, throws their panties at us or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That works. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty crazy, crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy panties coming to the stage. (laughs) That's awesome stuff. So, um, um, so I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to ask, the revolution will be amplified is your album. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that and tell the fans everything that's on it? You have some uh, songs from the beginning when you started on it too, right? Yeah, we do. Um, the Revolution Will Be Amplified is was is our first album, and we did it at at Panther Pro Audio with with Dan uh, Kiss of Death Kishba. That's why you say his last name, right? And um, that album was also made we had a different drummer I, with uh Chris Macklin. I think you guys said Chris 
um, Doc Macklin earlier, but it's actually yes. now it's Chris Culp. It's Chris Doc Culp. But oh, the album was done. <laughs> it's okay. The album was done with Chris Macklin. Two Chris's. We only take drummers with their first name Chris. Yeah, I remember that. Chris, you can't get in the van. <laughs> but um, that is that album. Sheena nosebleeds. I mean, it was it was so much fun. I must admit, I was really excited. I felt like without the guys pushing me, because at the time I was going through some things, without the guys pushing me, you know, I, I don't know if it would would have been done as fast. <laughs> but we definitely um, did that album faster than I expected, and it went pretty smoothly. Um, I know I recorded a lot of the songs without they did a lot of the music first, and then I went in and recorded my vocals later. Did you uh, re-record the old songs? Yeah, we did. We re-record some of the old songs on there. Yeah, we did. Um, we recorded Mo- uh, Motor Mouth. That's the song Kit wrote. Fire Kit wrote, and then oh, Fire is a cover. It is okay. Who was it a cover by? Jimi Hendrix, I believe. No. no, it's a different. It's it's from yeah. one of his friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's from one of his friends. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think what the dude. I feel it's like right? uh, those are all. These are all like I'm saying. These are all new songs, right? And the rest of them were new. Yeah, the rest of them were new songs. I really I'm like Black to... Magic. Well, Black Magic was on another one too, right? Yeah, Black Magic was. It was on Kicking Out the Jones, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Okay. I know we're trying to think. <laughs> of, <laughs> I have like new songs in my brain now because we're working on some new stuff. So. Oh, uh, cool. And no need to worry. We're on every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll definitely have you back when we get more stuff. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're, exactly. we're trying to we're trying to come and see you live. We would. Oh my God, I would love to come and see you guys. Um, November tenth. Yes, that'd be, um, that'd be great. November tenth at the Irish Pole. I would love to have you guys. I know mm-hmm. everyone would. More the more the merrier. Absolutely. Maybe and we, when you guys come, we'll have our crazy story. And yeah, you can yep. see it live in person. We'll be the crazy. <laughs> we'll be the crazy. Panties. You can be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw my panties or whatever I'm wearing. Not panties. You know. <laughs> whatever I'm wearing. <laughs> whatever I'm wearing. I'll throw something up there. It's okay. Um, so. The crazy stalker yeah. chick. So yeah, that is uh, November 10th. It is at the Irish Pole, the place you just mentioned. That's awesome. And December 1st, you're gonna be another great place, the Barbary. Some big shows coming yep. up. Very exciting. Um, so once again, if you want to check them out, uh, Sheena and the Nosebleeds is the name. They got a Facebook page. Check them out. Check out the music at, like I said, is these locations. Uh, the one thing I, I like Sheena right now and having you, and one of the main reasons I like having you on. We love the year it seems to be of the powerful female, and the females are really putting their stamp down in music. We think it's tremendous. Um, yeah. Are you, do you want to be pioneered? I mean, female metal singer, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, who are your inspirations, and who are you hoping to inspire? Man, my inspirations, oh, my God, my inspirations are – my my daughter is my inspiration. My I'm a big family person, 
and the peace mm-hmm. and family and friends and the people around me, they're my inspirations because they, they push me, you know, they keep me going. And um, my band is a big inspiration for me. Um, and I definitely, my fans, you know, the people that have been down with anything that I do, any type of music I put out or any band that I'm with, there's still people that have been, you know, supporting since the beginning, you know, since I started playing in Philly. And those people are my inspiration to keep pushing and keep the music going, definitely. Wow. That's that's terrific answers. We couldn't ask for any better answers. And one thing that we like to do here on the show is just get an inside view of how people really are. And we really got to know you. A lot of you know, a lot of you hear a lot of talk shows and it's all about, you know, drudging up bad stories and people not sounding like themselves and we've really got the real you and we think it's amazing. And I can't thank you enough for coming on. And honestly, we'd love to have you on again. What do you think? I would think that would be a great idea. Um, hopefully all the guys are here. Um, <laughs> I, Hi love, guys. I, was, <laughs> I must admit, like, at first I was a little nervous because this is only my second time, like, having, like, an interview on a, you know, a radio station. But, you know, my husband's just like, just be yourself. And I was like, I am going to be myself. I can't help that. But <laughs> I'm still just a little nervous. But he's so supportive. He's like, you're going to be fine. Be yourself. Kit was like, be yourself. Everybody's just like, just be yourself. You're fine. So here here it is. You know, those are my guys. I'm surrounded by crazy men that take care of me. <laughs> That's amazing. And thank you That's so much for like taking the chance and coming on. We really appreciate it. And we're definitely trying to see you live. So, yeah, it'll be great. And, and you were great. And thank you so much for just being a part of it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Please, everyone, if you can, come out November 10th um, and see us uh, at the Irish Pole. If not, December 1st at the Barbary. I would love to see you guys. Um, Hopefully we can get back on, you know, sooner than later. I really enjoyed my time on here. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thank you you very much. And and if you you go to Bandcamp, you can find a lot of music from Sheena and The Nosebleed. So go to Bandcamp, check out their music, listen to another song we have coming up shortly. We're going to play Disturbing the Beast here shortly after we let Sheena go. The amazing and the very powerful and amazing voice of Sheena Powell from Sheena and The Nosebleed. Thank you so much, Sheena. Have yourself a wonderful Philly night. You also. Take care, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. An excellent, excellent interview. Very cool. Very cool. Sheena and the news, the news Uh She's awesome. I like her stage presence. I like the way she sings. Uh, she's got a great look, too. She's an attractive woman. You just can't help but be drawn to her watching her on stage. And uh, she's got a good band, good band of musicians. I like it. Yeah, they're all great, and her voice is insane, and oh my god, we, we have to go to that show. What do you think, Jeff? I, you know, I know it's kind of short notice, and I, you know, i got to check the schedule. If I don't have anything going on this weekend, I'd really, I would love to get to uh, the Irish Pole, and she gives it big props. This guy, Mikey, uh, who used to bartend at the Tusk, who now, she said, runs this place, uh, and it sounds like a great place, so yeah, I'm running past the wife and see if we can make it happen. If not, definitely soon, because this is a band I want to see live. And you can tell just by listening to their music, excuse me, and seeing their videos, that they're worth it. They put on a good show. Yeah, definitely. Jewel, another terrific find. You really find – no, no, you go out and find Philly bands. Not just any Philly band. You find the unique. You find bands with good music. Another thumbs up here tonight. 
just excellent. Thank you for that. Yay. Slam dunk for me, I must say. Slam dunk, <laughs> absolutely. So there's one little more. We got a little more. Another one from Sheena and the Nosebleeds, and this is a goodie. This is a this is a jump on the treadmill and pound down some exercise music and, and grab somebody by the throat and kick them right in the ass kind of music. It's called <laughs> Disturbing the Beast. Oh, absolutely. This one, man, I've listened to it like ten times already since I first downloaded it. And um, it's coming at you. About three and a half minutes long. Sheena and the Nosebleeds, Disturbing the Beast. We'll be back shortly. Why? 
get good. Woo-hoo! Absolutely, positively, it's on there. And there. One of my brand new favorites, I tell you, we get bands on here. I fall in love with their stuff right away. Sheena and the Nosebleeds, they're disturbing the beast. And they don't give a shit. They're disturbing them and just laying it right out there. Jewel, what do you think? I know what you think, but what do you think anyway? I know. I'm a huge fan. And I was just saying to Jeff on the break, I'm like, I swear I trip up when I'm such a big fan of people because <laughs> I just trip on my words. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to say, but I, I get on <laughs> get on with them. I'm like, Wendy Williams over here, like, um, um, um. <laughs> um, um. I, I got to tell you, um, <laughs> there was a moment of pure stage fright. And Jewel's face. Uh, <laughs> there was. Look across her, and she's like, ah. And she started pointing the finger at me and say, you go. So if you heard a little delay, that's what happened. <laughs> Jewel got slightly starstruck there for a moment. <laughs> now it's great. We love it. No, I love it, and I love that you are such a big fan of the acts we have on. I am, too. Like I, I said before, I asked Jennifer Taylor to go hang out at the bus stop and watch her drop her children off at school. So, goes to show you. Oh, my God. Did you see her on Shameless? Did I see her on Shameless last night, ladies and gentlemen, the season premiere of Shameless. I, of course, tuned in. We did see, of course, Jennifer Taylor. We uh, saw the amazing Steve Howey. Uh, it was good. It lacked a little something. What do you think? Were you, were you, you weren't really blown away by much, were you? Oh, I didn't watch it. Don't kill me. But I saw her on oh, okay. the last um, the last season. She was the principal, right, at uh, yeah. William School? Yeah. yeah. You've seen a, seen a few... Uh, pieces of her and uh i don't mean that way she was dressed but she's still lovely but uh yeah she is the uh principal of liam's school and uh she's great i loved it loved the show last night like i said uh kind of lead in uh, you know more action's coming but as always with shane like oh. that first that first episode is a catch-up and what happened Build up. where were we and, yeah. yeah but just one of the greatest shows on television absolutely love it and uh yeah howard jennifer taylor our little Jennifer's growing up so fast. I love our guests so much. I love each and every one of our guests. Like, and I get I, so excited yeah. for their projects and everything. And I love, you know, just throwing them out there. I love supporting them, and I love watching all the things they do. Um, I have to say real quick, Taylor Gale, she's going to be yes. our guest on November 29th. She just did this cover. Guess who it was? Bishop Briggs. The girl I've been banging your ear about. <laughs> like, she just did Bishop Briggs cover, and it was like, she slayed it. And I was like, you girl, girl. <laughs> Very cool. And, and I like covers. I know people are, you know, some people are closed-minded behind covers. Uh, you know, I got all fan-geeked and gushy last week when uh, our Halloween special, when we had the amazing Sagan Amory on, and we did her cover of Epic by Faith No More. I have listened to that. Easily, like 60 times since I played it. I love it. It I love was awesome. I love, yeah. I love different spins. It was really spins. good. Yeah, and like I said to Sheena right now, um, it's a female movement. A lot of females in music and rock, like they're rocking, yes. kicking ass. We we have a lot of them here. Of course, Sheena uh, is, you know, hard rock, uh, Lilith, Sagan Amory, and it goes on and on. We We love it. We love the female movement here of rock music at the Stoop. Um, so guys, come claim your shit, fellas. If you got a band out there and you could sing like Step your game up, fellas. Step your game up, fellas. 
<laughs> Absolutely. My wife oh. always said that. My wife, my wife always says, oh, you're more into talking to females than men. I like what ladies have to say. I know what men have to say. I'm a guy. I know what we think. I like hearing what the other side thinks. But all the chicks that have come on have been super-duper cool. And, um, yeah, stop your game out, fellas, if you want to be on the damn stoop. Did you listen to Hal Sparks' metal band? No, I actually did not get a chance to do that as yet, but I I will. I definitely will. And maybe, awesome. like I said, maybe we'll get maybe Hal will stick some uh, an MP3 on us or something. We'll download a song or. Oh or my two. God, I have my two it. favorite. I already know what they are. I already know what they are. The one is She Waits, and the other is Satellites. I think that's the one I sent you. It's a little more. I know hard that. She waits. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Martin, I think, did it first. She waits. She waits. <laughs> no. Oh, you No. No, it's like, she waits. <laughs> like Is that. it just how he, you know, because when he comes on, I'm going to make you do that. You're going to sing that just like <laughs> No, no. Oh, my she God. She had a like Lurch from the end of She waits, Mrs. Adams. No, no. No. God. Okay. Hey, hey, sing it a again. stoop, a stoop timeout. I know it's normally the, uh, Shit hits the van section of our show, but I, I got to stop it and I got to uh, get a little serious and a little uh, emotional for one moment. Yesterday was a, a massive, massive day uh, for the Perini family um, as my nephew Michael and his wife Jess had a reveal party. Turns out that the powder came out blue and they're going to be having a little boy. Aww, congrats, congrats. Congrats to them, a little boy from Michael and Jessica. And about a half hour after that, at the same party, at the same event, while we're all eating and drinking and celebrating that, my heart, my love, my little niece, Ashley, well, not little anymore. She's like, what, 27? She got engaged. Aww. So, I don't know how often they listen. I don't know how often they listen or who in the family listens, but if anybody does, uh, please, a massive shout-out to my uh, nephew, Michael, and his wife, Jess, for the baby boy, and Ashley and Dan on their engagement. It was such a big day yesterday, Like I, I shed some tears. It was such a great day. I bet. That's emotional. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I love it. Yeah, it happened all on the same day. I was, you know, at a loss for words. And, uh, you know, we get busy in life, and you run around, and things happen, and work, and all that. And sometimes you, you lose out on family, and... Family is your biggest critics, and sometimes you lose sight of what they're there for and what they're all about. And yesterday just reminded me of what it's really about to, to be with family. So congratulations to two of my hearts, my nephew Michael, my niece Ashley. Congratulations. That's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm a beautiful person. I'm a beautiful soul. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you're something. Major League. Major League uh. Jack over here. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I usually say this for closer to the end of the show, but I'm going to do it now because I'm going to give you the lineup of all the people we got coming on soon because we have so oh. many people coming on. I know. I think you expect that to the end, didn't you? But now I'm going to do it right now. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Keep it right there. Like, you know, I'm gonna it's funny because it. Jewel, Jewel has like four different books in front of her, so I say we're going to go to a different section, and she scrambles for the one book, and then I kick it back a different way, and she scrambles for a different book. <laughs> Let's go back to our old favorite. Let's make it count tonight, too. Let's have a great episode of 
What is on my goddamn playlist? Let's make it count on it, because the other night was a weird episode of what's on my playlist. So tonight, we're going to bring it to you. Jewel and I pick five songs purely at random from our playlist. We tell you about them. We tell you what they mean to us. And then we pick on each other. It's beautiful. It's what's on my playlist. I'm going to go first. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to the shuffle button. And I'm going to start out with, wow, this is a great song. I'm going to play it in the background. And you can sue me if you like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you can't even hear it. <laughs> That's good. It's good. It's The Globe by Big Audio Dynamite. The Globe. Um, Mick Jones. Big Audio Dynamite. Great band. Love these guys. Very, uh... Never we made it big. They had some decent couple hits he may have heard of, but this one's great. I love this song, and it reminds me of, like, graduation time, late 80s, early 90s. It was kind of stuff people were listening to. So, um, nice little memory in time for me. The Globe by Big Audio Dynamite. That's my first one. Pretty cheating. Jewel, I hate to say it, but you're up. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're so mean. Jesus. You're going to know Beautiful this one, soul. so Beautiful shut your soul. mouth. Remember that. Beautiful soul. Okay. Okay. We button do 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 and, and you'll, if you remember when we hung out the first time and we talked about that karaoke story, that bar, Breen's, used to have this guy and he used to just go by the name J.S. He was the worst singer ever. Thought he was the greatest singer ever. He used to warm up and watch us through, drink a beer and get ready. And he would do the breakup song. And I mean, butcher it, but in the funniest way that you could help. <laughs> What a rock to this son of a bitch. I mean, his singing was terrible, but he had this stage where he used to put his arms out at the end and drop to his knees and drop the mic. And yeah, the great J.S. And we used to chant, J.S., J.S. And this knucklehead would sing the breakup song. That is one of the biggest, fondest memories of life, that song. Oh, oh. I don't even know the lyrics. I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, we have broken up for good just an hour ago. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, you got me, me to sing. See? See? <laughs> excuse me. I'm not correcting you. I'm just telling you. But yeah, that's that one, man. That song. You're off to a great start tonight. Right Ayo. there. Uh, next song for me. The Electric Light Orchestra and Hold <gasps> On Tight. Holy oh shit. Ready? I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, Hold On Tight to Your Dreams. And it kind of reminds me of us here at the Stoop. We're, we're dreaming to be bigger. We're dreaming oh. to entertain, you know. <laughs> so it kind of means something to me. So far I've had... Yeah, initials band, E-L-O-B-A-D, uh, Hold On Tight. What did you think was coming on, Jewel? Because you really got excited there. No, I have my next one ready. I love ELO. 
mind you. Don't you? But my, don't you? my next one was Electric Avenue. Let me take you oh. higher. <laughs> Eddie Grant, people. Eddie Grant, yes. <laughs> that guy had a movie. When I first saw Pineapple Express, I'm like, this is my kind of movie. Like, I already know this is going to be a freaking riot. And I, like, was dying in the movie theater. And, uh, no, that really reminds me of the trips up to Penn State because they had an exit of what? Electric Avenue. And it would always be closed. <laughs> So it was like, we're going to rock down to And it was like almost at the State College exit. But it was a real exit, and we always had to jam out on our way to and from Penn State. So you were so rocking fun down memories. to Electric Avenue. Yeah, that's that's a great yes. song. Oh, man. You know what? That song is not on my playlist, and it has to be after tonight. I love that song. Eddie Grant yeah. had two huge songs, Electric Avenue and I know. Romantic Descent. What? What? What party? I'm Eddie Murphy. Get out of here. That was Eddie Murphy. No way. My girl was That was Eddie Murphy. Not to be confused Romancing the Stone. I've Eddie never Grant. heard of it. It was actually a movie, Romancing the Stone, uh, with Michael right. Douglas. And he did the theme song. It was a great song. Oh, my God. Not to be confused with Party All the Time by... Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. You know, my brother used to call me. He used to call me. There was, Eddie like, Murphy. another one. It, no, it was Jewel of the Nile was the other one. And he used to call me Jewel of the Tile because yes. I, was, <laughs> I was 19 years younger than him. And I was a baby. And he was 19. And he's like, oh, Jewel of the Tile. I guess because I was on the freaking kitchen floor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weird. Weird family memory. Weird family memories. Yeah. Memories. Well, there's 10 seconds of ways we're getting back. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. So background memories again. Uh, my next selection. Who's hungry? Who's hungry? The legend. One of the true greats. Mr. David Bowie. The Gene Genie. Um... It's really, if you listen to it carefully, it sounds like the dirtiest song we've ever heard. The Gene Genie lives on his back. Is he like a male prostitute? I, I never really knew, but I love the song. The Gene Genie by David Bowie. He's not initials. He's not ELO or BAD. He's Bowie. Never heard of the that Gene one Genie. either. I'm going to go look at it. Never heard of the Gene Genie? Jesus no. No, not at all. We're cranking out and good I like, songs. So. I like Bowie. Another great one. Oh, God, I'm not going to sting your ears with me singing this song, but I want to sing it. I want to sing it do so it. bad. Do it. But no, no, I can't. Do it. You got vodka. Pictures do it. Pictures of matchstick men and you. <laughs> Status quo. Pictures of matchstick men. What's the face for? Pictures <laughs> of matchstick men and you. Great song. Um, who remade that song? It was the Howard. It was on the Howard Stern soundtrack. I think it was Ozzy. Was Oscar. it? No, it yeah. wasn't. Because I was I looking for so. a remake of that song, or at least like a, a hip hop sample. Because I know some rapper had to remake that song in some way, um, and I was looking for it. These are the moments when we need like an intern and somebody to search this stuff. Because I'm telling I you, I to look it up. I know we need freaking intern. I, because I'm telling you, there is a remake out there somewhere. 
There has to be. Well, I did, like, who sampled it, and it was this guy who's horrible, but, you know, it's fine. No, I don't know. But now I got to look. And there it is. Ozzy Osbourne, and he did a, a conglomeration with typo negative. Pictures of matchstick men. How oh. it's soundtrack. Private part. It's good, too. And I never even knew it was a, a remake. And I'm like, I like this song. But yeah, I gotta they, look they did a remake for Howard Stern's Private Parts. Awesome. Shit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Um. Oh, here's a classic. For me and my friends, if you're out there, almost as good as the breakup song, Born to Be My Baby by the one and only John Bon Jovi. Or Bon Jovi. Um. Born to Be My Baby is the theme song to every party we've ever had, every night we ever go out. Everywhere we end up, we request this song, it gets played, and it's great. It is the number one song of my hangout crew. I know it sounds cheesy, but there was something about this song that always got us up, always had us moving, always had us together, the best of times. And no, if my wife is listening, it's not sung by Brian Adams. It is sung by Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> it's another joke for another time. <laughs> Aww. So that's my fourth. Joel, you're up. That's good. Um, Thank you. Ooh, okay. Guys, this kid has got skills. And he's coming tomorrow. And guess who has an interview? Not with him, but with his opening act. <laughs> Man Squabbles. <laughs> tomorrow. Token with Doozy. This kid is like the next Eminem. He's really good. The kids are really into him. My nieces, my nephews love him, and they got me hooked on his music. He's really, like, he's so young. He's like 17, and he just kills it. And this kid, Mad Squabbles, he is from, all right, so Token's from Boston, and Mad Squabbles is from Philly, and they both freaking rip it. And I'm so excited for tomorrow. And to go to the show and see him. But Doozy from Token, do yourself a favor and, you know, jump on the bandwagon before it's a bandwagon. Because he is what hot is hot right now. Well, I messed that up. Wow. <laughs> messed that up Jesus. big time. If you're <laughs> he jumping hot. on the bandwagon. He hot. He hot. <laughs> he hot. He hot. like a donkey. He hot. Yeah. My question is, if you're jumping on the bandwagon before it's a bandwagon, please you're jumping on a plank of wood. Am I correct? Jump on that big pile of wood before they turn it into a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. I can't. real. I think we have lost Jewel Tady for the last half hour. Yeah. Well, that Thanks, was Jeff. Um, you know. <laughs> You, you had the right spirit, and we appreciate it. You did, you did good. You did good. DJ Squibbles, if you're out there. Mute it. Mute it. Wow. Oh, my God. That was... Uh, uh, that's why we did the show, folks. Moments right there. Moments right DJ Squibbles. No. Man Squibbles. Get it right. Man Squibbles. Man Squibbles in the E-all band. E-all. Oh Jump on the bandwagon God. before it's a bandwagon. <laughs> Big up. piles of wood. <laughs> oh, God. Gracious. Lord Lord of mercy. Lord have mercy. Okay, my final song. 
from my all-time favorite bands. And again, another late great, rest in peace, Scott Weiland, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and a song called Big Bang Baby. Um, one of the many like comebacks of Stone Temple Pilots, because Weiland, of course, had his heroin addict problem, and in and out of the band and back and forth. And Big Bang Baby was like a comeback song. Didn't even know it was him at first, because I know they, there was an issue about him even coming back with the band. Um, Big Bang Baby, Stone Temple Pilots, one of my all-time favorite bands. Another initial band, STP. Big Bang Baby. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. You know what? Oh, you got one more song. Stop I'm making fun of me. I'm not, Stop I'm making fun of me. No, you can't. You know what? Okay. All right. This is from, like, my favorite movie of all time. From the band called Smith. Baby, it's you. Yes, it was a Shirelles remake. And it's just the most beautiful song I ever heard. And it comes on at probably every single one of my parties. And I do the Jungle Julia you know, dancing on the bar, dance to it, because it's that good. Have you ever seen Death Proof? It's amazing. Uh, no. Wait a minute. You ever saw Grindhouse no, Death it. Proof? Oh, Probably my not. God. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Okay. If you recommend okay. it, I'm crossing it out as we speak. Oh, my God. It just doesn't <laughs> Does it have up. donkeys in it and bandwagons before they're wagons? You know, <laughs> I try to... It's the people I'm a fan of. I always trip up on people I'm a super big fan of, so I apologize. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I did it with Madeline's Demon. Sorry. You're allowed to do it. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I know. I, I couldn't help it. And I told Jessica Barth she can come over to my house or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Good job yeah. on that one, too. Yeah, that, that didn't work <laughs> out at all. I got to apologize, too. Jewel came out. Joe came up with this great list of topics of discussions, and we kind of like trash them for our improv, which is always fun. It's okay. Um, you never look at my topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you can come over to my house. No, I'm not coming over to your house. <laughs> Some good topics. Some interesting ones. Yeah. Well, if you want to fire one out, go right ahead. You feel free to take the lead. Um, all right. Matter of fact, put me on the spot here. If you'd like, I mean, if you want to discuss the Jessica one and give everybody that email address and, and what that's all about, it's a, you know. Okay, yeah, she came out um, from the actress from Ted and Ted 2. Uh, she alleged her former manager, David, I can't even say this name, Gilead. Gilead. Well, do you know what he produced? He he uh, produced Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron and... Hit the road. He's the really? producer of Hit the Road. Yeah. Oh, so um, <laughs> there's a conflict claimed, of interest, right there. I know, right? So he claimed he drugged her in 2012 while they were having dinner together, and then sexually assaulted her. Um, so he has been suspended from his position, and she is coming forward because another actress had pretty much the same story, who has come out in this whole. Who she had an encounter with um, in her days in Hollywood, like early on. And uh, yeah, so she is like front running the charge here for women to speak out. And she has this email address, and it's 
whoisyourharvey at gmail.com, and she's encouraging all the victims of sexual assault uh, to come forward and send their stories anonymously, anonymously, like just tell her your stories, and, and she's there to help. And she's really like, she said, I'm starting a revolution, so come along with me or, you know, speak out now. So, yeah, it's just crazy. I can't believe he – I mean, he produced the show that our last guest was on. Isn't that Isn't that wow. nuts? Yeah, it's a little nuts, and hopefully nothing happened to our lovely Natalie Sharp. But, yeah, it's, it's good that somebody's making a move and allowing victims to speak up. And uh, a great job by Jessica. You know, we had her here on the show. She's lovely. She's, she's excellent. Um, not crazy about her family tree, but she's a lovely lady herself. No. <laughs> No, seriously, that, it's excellent. It really is excellent that somebody comes out and helps the cause. And uh, good stuff for Jessica. And let's hope this, you know, it raises awareness because it's coming out a lot. You know, a lot of stuff about the uh, Hollywood elites uh, causing trouble for young aspiring actresses. But yeah, like and said, like it, uh, it, it is the oh, day sorry. of the woman. Women are women are rising up. Yeah, we just gotta um, get stories straight. And I know there was a conflict with. Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano, but apparently they're for the same cause, but they're fighting on Twitter and all this nonsense. So, you know, keep focused what you're there to say and do, and, you know, don't get wrapped up in petty shit when the main goal is to bring down these pigs that have been doing it for how many years? I mean, freaking uh, Kevin Spacey, eight victims. Eight victims have come come wow. out so far as uh, the Anthony Rapp came out. So, um, yeah, keep keep doing it. Ben Affleck said uh, that he's acknowledging his bad behavior. Ben Affleck's like such a pig, <laughs> isn't he? I got to tell you what. Um, if Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano have a spat, uh, the two of them should basically get into a giant tub of Jello and just wrestle it out. I. I'm reporting you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> fight to the death. Well, I mean, uh, fight to the death. I mean, you know, it's jello. What's the difference? Jello, right. blood. They don't want to wrestle on. Okay. I'm a man for the, I'm a man for the people. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a freaking disaster. All right, so now, something we were going to do a little bit ago. We're going to run down who is coming up on the stoop. Because there are a lot, a lot of people coming up on this very wonderful program. And we're going to start off Monday, November 13th, with Josh Server. That's right, Josh Server from um, All That. He's going to be on the stoop on the 13th. Now a grown-up man, no longer a little boy, little man candy friendly. <laughs> Um, Jules, give me the slicing You got to mute <laughs> Sorry I, I got you now I know you meant it first Okay. So on the 13th, Josh Server will be on the stoop We're very excited for that November whoop, whoop. 15th The amazingly funny One hell of a guy, I love it Can't wait to have this guy on Hal Sparks Yay Jewel's excited about Jewel landed this one. Absolutely great stuff. We're very excited for House Sparks. We're going to actually have a guy week, a week full of guys. 
on the Stoop 13 and 15 Josh Server and Hal Sparks. On the 20th, a lovely young singer lady by the name of Bella Elise will be on the Stoop, and we will check out some of her music. Very excited for that one. The 22nd, again, Thanksgiving Eve, and a lot of people are out and about doing their thing. Make sure when you're out doing your thing, you check out the Stoop. It is supposed to be the one, the only, the almighty, the queen of metal. We're bowing as we speak. Lita Ford is supposed to have her crazy ass here on the stoop. We certainly hope so. Yes, when you're traveling, you're traveling, you have some time going to your family's house. Just uh, pop in our stoop episode with Lita Ford. Everybody, and do it on Thanksgiving when you're sitting around in case you miss it. Replay it. What the hell? Uh, November 27th from the Disney Channel, another lovely young lady, Alyssa Jarrills, will be here on the stoop. We're going to talk about some of her uh, latest ventures. 29th, another great singer, Jewel mentioned her earlier, the lovely Taylor Gale. This is a young lady, definitely worth checking out. She's got the pipes. Great singer. She's going to be here with us on the stoop on the 29th. We're going into December? Absolutely. December 4th, Cherish Lee. Country singer from the great Michael Stover management team. He always brings great act to us. Great musical artist. Cherish Lee is the daughter of Charlene Tilton from Dallas fame. That's big to me. And she's going to be here on the stoop. We're going to check out some country music. Jeff's going to get cultured a little bit. Jeff's going to expand his horizons. What do you think? Yes. I'm yeah, excited. Bad, right? Could do some country. Yeah, I like a little country. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Hey, we Nothing. have some country in the works too, so Yeah, we do. We got a lot of we got a lot of country in the works actually. Uh December eleventh we have Philip Broussard, uh more of a pop and rock kind of music, uh, former military guy as well. Another guy from the great Michael Stover stable of artists, and he'll be with us uh December eleventh. Uh we got more of the Philly music scene on December the 13th, another band that Jewel discovered, so you know it's going to be great because she has the knack for hot Philly bands, a group by the name of Vita and the Wolf. So we will have yes. Miss Vita here. That's going to be good. I already started checking them out. It's going to be exciting stuff. And like I said before, if you're listening, you know Jewel brings the shit when it comes to Philly. She brings the good Philly bands. This is going to be worth checking out. 13th, Vita and the Wolf. Right here in our program. And we have one so more for funny. December announced before we wrap up December. We've got a lot more coming up, but this one I'm very excited about, Joel. Um, Married with Children was the TV show. Huge in the 80s. And probably midway through the show's run, they brought on a young lady by the name of Amber. And Amber was the bad girl who was uh, Marcy Darcy's niece. And she used to fool around with Bud and sneak in his bedroom. And after a couple of episodes, she was gone. And everybody always said, what happened to Amber? Well, you're going to find out right here on the stoop December 20th because Miss Amber herself, Juliet Tablack, a gorgeous young lady, great actress back in the day. She's now into uh, fitness and chiropractic and all that stuff. She's going to talk about her acting days. And she's going to answer once and for all, what happened to Amber? I'm very excited. I can't wait. How excited Very cool. I'm really excited. I, you know, I used to watch a show, um, and it wasn't really my time frame, but I thought it was like hilarious. Uh, yes, they were a little, <laughs> but I am so excited. I was a, was a fan, and yeah, I'm gonna really enjoy talking to her. I love finding out what it's really like on the sets. So with a cast like that, Jesus Christ, like Katie Paul and all that, like it's gonna be great. Yeah. Absolutely. And Ed, did, what's, his think, what's his last name? Ed, Ed, Ed O'Neill. And, uh, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. 
and Ted McGinley was on for a while, and David Faustino, and Christine Applegate. Yeah, I, I definitely hear some behind-the-scenes stories. She was nice enough to I, 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 I found her um, kind of by accident. I, I happened to see a piece on IMDb, and I saw her. I'm like, well, whatever did happen to her? And I hunted her down, and she's just stoked to do the show. She can't wait. And I'm stoked for That's that. Awesome. I guess you figure maybe there's days we're behind her. We're going to bring it back. We're going to get her into it. We're going to talk about Married with Children and acting and what she's doing now. Juliet Tablack, December 20th. And that is, as Jewel mentioned, our impromptu Christmas show. So, yes. Maybe a little treat. Yeah, Yay. maybe a little treat. We it's our show before Christmas. So, yeah. It's our show before Christmas. La 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 la. See, you don't drink Starbucks. <laughs> you no. don't drink Starbucks that much? Not really. Well, you know, there was like a big debate about the cups because yes. first they said there were two holiday, and then they said they were just plain red last year. So this year, I got a Starbucks yesterday, and you know what it was? No. Can you guess what color? Well, it, it doesn't have a color Green. because you have to color it in yourself. It's Color Me Mine Starbucks cups. But you know what I don't enjoy? I get Starbucks, like, a lot, and I feel like, first of all, the coffee gets cold because the, um, you know, the wood cup they they put it in, it get, it gets, it, like, sometimes it breaks. It breaks in, like, half, and then all your coffee is spilling out, and you have, like, an emergency, so you're trying to, like, walk into work with your coffee, and it's just spilling down your arm, and they want you to color that piece of flimsy, garbage wood? Like, No. I don't agree. Sounds, sounds delicious. <laughs> it's great oh. coffee, though. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I call it Star Sucks because to me it's it's highly overrated. You don't like it at all. I think it's like jet fuel. It gets me like, whew, I am ready. Okay, and then that's you know that's the rage, and uh, people get all fan geek that it's in Target, and I don't know. I I go to Target to spend money on useless things. I don't Starbucks. And. It's in Giants now, which, like, makes my life because I love Giant and I love Mission Starbucks. And they have it in those, like, they have the carts with the cup holders now. So you could just, like, put your Starbucks in the cart and just work around Starbucks. and get <laughs> Starbucks in the cart, the root, the dirty. Yeah, I, you know what I don't like about the Starbucks and Giant and Starbucks and Target and all that? I'm not allowed to tip. They're not allowed to accept tips. I don't know if I like that very much. Why? You can tip. I think so. I well, at least I used to go to one in um, on Huntington Pike, and uh, I remember a couple times that they couldn't accept tips. Hey guys, just putting it out there: Dunkin' Donuts people, employees, don't get paid that much, so you can tip Dunkin' Donuts employees. Starbucks, I think they make a little more, but Dunkin' Donuts, feel free to tip, and they appreciate it, especially around the holidays. Absolutely, let's do that. Let's do that with the last few minutes we got going on here. Let's talk tip criteria. Okay. I'm a horrible tipper. I tip way too much all the time. <laughs> Can't hear you at all. Oops, I hit my thing. I hit, I hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I tip like... <laughs> Jules like wave her arms. I tip like thirty five percent normally on like a breakfast thing. Like we go out to eat and it might come to like twenty dollars and I'll leave like twenty seven, twenty eight dollars. 
And um, that's I'm good. Like wow. Yeah, but I mean, I it, it's a little higher. They give you the you know at the bottom they got this new thing now where they show you how much to tip. You know for yeah. the you know disabled that can't figure out ten to twenty percent. I didn't mean to say disabled. I'm sorry. That was a poor choice of words. Anyway, for people phone. that can't figure out ten to twenty percent. Uh, they put tips on the bottom, and usually, like they say, three bucks, four bucks. Mine's like eight bucks. I feel really good. Certain things, though, like you go out to a huge dinner and you're paying a couple hundred bucks. I, I even I still go a little heavier there because my wife used to waitress, making her way through college. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's grueling work, and they don't get enough appreciation and they don't get enough tips. But let's get on now to people you really shouldn't tip or you don't tip. Okay. Um, I'll throw some names at you, and oh, okay. I'll throw some names at places, and you let me know if you tip or don't tip, and I'll tell you down the road what I'll do. I'll even click my pen yeah. and write it down. Steve Stakes. Fuck no. <laughs> no. Why would you tip them? Steve Stakes has a, a tip cup. They do? The cup. Yeah. You go up, you order a sandwich, they pour cheese on it and hand it to you. No. I so. disagree. So Jewel goes with no, Steve Stakes. We've had the talk. We're going to get the official word, Dunkin' Donuts. Tip or no tip? Yes, tip. Yes, and tip more around the holidays. They deserve it. They are quick, and sometimes they get to know you, and my Dunkin' Donuts lady knows me and loves me and gives me my seven splendors and skim milk, like, without even asking. They get a super big tip. Wow, well, you know, as much as the coffee. Now <laughs> this one's a little, this one's a little more drawn out. But listen to it carefully because it's a good question and one I'm always curious about. You call in a takeout order at a restaurant. The girl at the counter or guy at the counter that puts the order together and gets your order. No. No, really. No, the driver's okay. the tip. No, I've worked at a pizza place counter. I never get a tip unless you like waitress the the few tables they have inside. But you don't you don't get the tips. The drivers get the tips because they okay. make out good. And you know what? Usually it's like a Greek or like Italian dude, and they'll hook you up. They'll take care of you. Like I, I knew these uh I knew these Greek guys. They, we actually like shared a yard. With growing up, it was like old London Pizza in Longcross, and we used to like mm-hmm. share your. And they like they really took care of us. And um, no, but the drivers get the tip. They they use their own vehicle. They do all the work. And why would you you tip them? We're gonna find out my answers in a minute. Oh oh okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna find out for you though. Um, we we know when you check into a hotel, obviously you tip the bellhop. Do you tip? The front desk at a hotel. See, I was going to see valet because I think valets get too much of a tip. But no, I don't. That's not true. The only time I tip the front desk is when they're hooking me up with the suite. And I tip them, like, a lot. (laughs) They upgrade it to a suite. Yeah. But, oh, that's only because I had a good rapport with her. And... Yeah, if they're really cool, I would tip the front desk. But the valets, I feel, hmm. get too much of a tip. I don't give valets much of a tip. I usually give valet a dollar or two, and I don't give nuts of valets um, to get the luxury of driving my car, probably all around town, because you know they do. Yeah, I think they're 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 looking in your shit and all that. Kinda, kinda. Yeah. Um, 
I had one more offer. You said you had one? Whoa. I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. For an example. For example, I went and got my nails done at this crappy nail place. I usually, you know, since I've been working a lot, I treat myself. It's like the, one of the only things. I Guys, I cut my own hair. I do all that. The one thing I do do is go get my nails done. And I usually go to a nice place, you know, maybe they serve wine, give you a glass of wine or something, and give you a bottle of water, and and they don't cut me. But no, I go home, I go to this rinky-dink place, and this bitch cut the shit. I mean, cut the shit out of my hands with the drill. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. She cut me like five times, and I tipped her really well. I still tipped her really well because I always tip my nail lady mm. really well, even though they probably like own the business. But I felt guilty afterwards, and I wanted to give them like a scathing review afterwards because my fingers were sore. All of my fingers were sore days after I went there, and I probably thought I had some kind of infection. So wow. I do. I do try to tip people well, even when they don't deserve it. I okay. Think. Uh, two more real quick. Cable guy. Cable guy. Comes oh, up cable guy. No. No. <laughs> Why would you tip a cable guy? They have a oh, good job. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Who asked for a tip? I would not. No. I wouldn't even you probably think of that. You, you probably don't know this one, but strippers. Well, you have to give strippers money or they won't fuck in you. Here's, here's the stipulation. The strippers come around for the dollar. Now, I haven't couch danced or lap danced in like 20 years. I, it's not really my thing. But, you know, you go out with your buddies, mm-hmm. you get that one up by you. And they always ask for an extra tip. What? Right. Am I tipping a stripper? They ask no. you for extra? Yeah. You like That's never happened to us. Or like you tip the boobies and they ask you got an extra one for the kitty. You know, it's just... Yeah, Mike's respectful. Mike goes here, here, and he'll like throw it away from him so they don't come up to him. Because they'll literally come up to him, even though I'm standing with him, and they'll come up and like shake their thing at him. And he'll like throw the dollar. He's like, here you go, sweetheart. And he like chucks it across the bar. It's their job. It's their job to aggress, even with or without a woman. That's their job. I understand it. But uh, no, I don't don't give them anything extra. Um, So let's run down. This fun little list. Steve Stakes. Yeah, I want to hear said, yours. Absolutely. You said absolutely not to Steve Stakes. I said it depends, which I know is kind of a cop-out. But I have tipped them. And it depends. If I get a big order, I'm more like four or five sandwiches and a couple of drinks and all that yeah. stuff, then I will throw them, I'll throw them a little tip. But normally not. Um, Dunkin' Donuts, usually yes. Every once in a rare while, if I go in for a quick cup of coffee and it's slow in air and they're throwing the coffee at me within minutes, no. But normally yes. Mm-hmm. The the takeout person ah, tough at a better restaurant yes because they're pretty much are being put together by waitresses uh, who make tips so I mm-hmm. normally throw the front desk a couple of bucks and hopefully they're nice enough to share it so yeah I do that um, the front desk at a hotel no I never tip the front desk men or woman but I've never been hooked up. If I get hooked up, I guess I would throw some money. But for regular, well, maybe you have to throw some money to get hooked up. <laughs> maybe that's not really a tip; that's a bribe. A little, a little different. 
But um, they take the cable, it. The cable guy, absolutely positively, yes, you got to kiss that guy's ass. And the cable guy's in your house, always kisses ass. Note to the, to the listeners, always kisses ass. Uh, I never got my nails done professionally, so I couldn't tell you. They my cut you, don't do it. My father used to always take the maitre d's restaurants to make sure he got a good table. Hmm. Kind of a pre-tip. Um, way back in the day, they had the beautiful Liberty Bell Racetrack, which is now Franklin Mills Mall. Usually, Liberty Bell Racetrack used to be a, thir- a um, harness horses. And they had a, a very nice upscale restaurant inside of it. And uh, we would go some nights. My father was a fan of the ponies. But uh, then, you know, wasn't like a crazy gambler guy. He would like... and bring us out for some dinner, and he would always go to the front and slide the guy a couple bucks at the door, and we would always get the seat right, table one, right by the finish line. It was awesome. Hmm. Good stuff, good memories. That's fun. Very fun. Horse racing is fun. I like horse racing. Um, yeah. Quickly, to all the listeners out there, tomorrow night at the BBT Center in Camden, the Camden Waterfront, uh, Maynard James Keenan and a Perfect Circle will be performing. I'm going to beg somebody to take me with them. My wife's not really a fan. She has no desire to go. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're not the range and you're not going to cut me up in little pieces, let's, let's check it out. Let's go see a yeah. Perfect Circle. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I'll be at the track with Token. Yeah, you'll be at the track with uh, Toki D. Heavy D. Cool D. Token. What up, Token? Spinners, uh, did I even did I even rehash the, the what's on your playlist? I didn't, did I? No. No. Uh, rehash. It's all right. Jeff, oh, Jeff's amazing. Okay. Wins, wins all the time. Uh, the Globe, a big audio dynamite. Hold on tight, by Electric Light Orchestra. David Bowie's Gene Jimmy. Born to Be My Baby, the Anthem of Greatness by Bon Jovi. And SDP's Big Bang Baby. Jewel made me cry with Breakup song, but a great Kim band. Great memories there. Electric Avenue by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Teddy Grant. <laughs> not thinking all the time. No, I get confused. Status quo's picture of matchstick men. Wow. I'm going to Doozy by Token. Yo. And uh, Smith. Maybe it's you. Good stuff. She gave me the backhand. The international backhand thing. I didn't call you granny panties. That's something you made up. You say granny panties, not me. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I was going to flick my thong at Sheena Powell. So I realized how weird it was. (laughs) Yeah, no. You shouldn't. Yeah, we got to get there. Anyway. Sheena Powell, of course, we thank you tonight. Sheena from Sheena and the Nosebleeds. We played two great songs from the night. She was our guest. She was amazing. The interview was terrific. The songs are awesome. Check them out. Sheena and the Nosebleeds. They got albums on Bandcamp. Check out their music. Definitely worthwhile. And we're playing some Philly scenes, so make sure you check them out. We're going to pack up this TGIM because it was another great one, and I'm starting to get silly, and that's usually when it gets better. But I'll spare Jewel tonight. She's got that look on her face. Please don't hurt me anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop backing me. I will. Anyway, I 
I can't believe this happened, but I skipped. I was doing what's coming up in the, the future because it's coming up Wednesday, and we'll do it now. This Wednesday, we turned the knob a little bit. We changed things up just a little bit. Usually we have the stars and the celebrities. We're going to get the people behind the scenes on Wednesday. Rachel Dares is going to come on. She is a PR whiz. She brought us some great acts and great people. And she does this traveling in stilettos thing, which is a big blog and video thing of hers. She does some travel talk. She's going to come on the show Wednesday. We're going to ask some public relation questions, ask her how that stuff works, talk about some of her client base. We're going to have a great time because she is energetic. She is lively. She's a very attractive woman, terrific. And me and her have been messaging and talking about it. She can't wait to be on. We can't wait to have her. It's a little bit different. We're talking to some PR people and see how that feel goes. That's got to be hard. And she's, she's like a celebrity in her own right. She's a celebrity in public relations, and she is a hustler. She is a whiz. And she's gotten us some fantastic guests, so I'm so excited to talk to her. Good call, and that, that's actually something that we'd like to present her. She is a superstar. She's a superstar of PR, and uh, she's great at it. Like I said, she's, every picture of her and everything you ever see her in, there's this giant smile. So she believes in what she's doing, and she mm-hmm. does a great job. She's going to be on the show Wednesday night, so make sure you tune in. Learn a little something about the PR end of it, uh, not just you know what shows you're on and what you're starring and who you're starring with, but the person who actually works hard for them and brings them to places like the Stoop. That's uh, Wednesday night. Rachel Dares right here on the Stoop. It's going to be great. Um, Jewel, another fantastic show. Thank you again for your hard work and bringing us another great Philly band, Sheena and the Nosebleeds. They were terrific. You were terrific. I, of course, as always, were very subpar. I should be ashamed of myself. I should go off the air. Shame. I kicked ass tonight, as I usually do. <laughs> yeah, kicked ass. My top five kicked ass. What's on my playlist kicked ass. My questions kicked ass. My ability to blow off topics and just freelance did not kick ass. Cause I that was wrong. <laughs> oh, you, did, yeah. you did not like my topics tonight. You want to talk about lunch? No, I can't. You want to talk about stranger things? Some good topics. I know. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have them Wednesday night. We'll talk about the Lion yeah, King yeah, and yeah. Miss Judy Beyonce. We'll talk about the Lion King. Go watch Stranger Things. That's your homework. Nope. Cassie will love up. it. My homework, unfortunately, it's, is the second half of this terrible football game. It's 14th meets Downers meets um, The Fly meets Mad Max, E.T. Wow, pretty much all my least favorite movies, except E.T. Stand By Me. I like Stand it's By Me. It's like a, a remake of the best 80s, and it, it's fun. It's it's like a little, it's not really scary. It's like thrilling. It's good. Let me ask you a question. When the quarterback in football throws the ball, what do they call that? A pass. Thank you. That's what I'm doing with Stranger Things. Pass! <laughs> So good. You need to hop on the bandwagon. (laughs) I wrote you right before it's a bandwagon. (laughs) Good. I'm done. I'm done. We're both done. We're (laughs) both drunk and messes. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see you Wednesday night with Rachel Dares. Same great time, 8 p.m. Rachel will be calling around 8.30 going to be another fantastic episode of The Stoop, and I'm off Thursday. I'm free Thursday, so Wednesday I'm going to get 
drunk and raunchy and nasty. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing the heat. I was told oh. by uh, a previous guest. I won't mention Sagan's name or anything, but uh, I was told I got to get a little more raunchy. God help you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I'm going to bring you a great show Wednesday. Uh, Rachel, um, she's classy. She doesn't want to hear me getting ridiculous. So we're going to have yeah, a good time. Why not? <laughs> we, no, we have a good time here. And Wednesday, we're going to bring in another great uh, great time. So, for my co-host, the amazing, the beautiful, the funny, the talented, the word-stuttering, granny-panning-wearing, Jules Haiti. Oh, my. I am your host, <laughs> Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding oh. you, and reminding myself, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, remind yourself. Be, don't be a douche. And get a little high life in you. I. <laughs> yeah. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Thank you, Jewel. Thank, Thank you, you again for last minute comedy of your horrible send offs. Oh, God. I try. Look, I'm like this egg. This, this very flat egg. Oh, look how sad that egg is. A picture of this very sad egg. It's like an egg. <laughs> look, and there's there's the back of the egg. <laughs> you know, the, the voice backdrop of the show does not have to be British. So small. 90 seconds. In other words, get the fuck off the egg. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. All right, we'll see you tonight, folks. Good night, Joel. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.